Hello, and welcome to We Didn't Roll For This. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin. Each week, we answer the tabletop player questions that no one realized they needed the answers to. This week, we'll be discussing the ethics of sentient objects. And whether it's okay for me to date them. Yes? Yeah, that's um, <laughs> part of it. We're going to have a good discussive. <laughs> I love discussives, especially when they result in dating of what I consider to be immoral um, soul trapping or the creation of life so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so kaylin this is a yes. a passion project for you yes so Big explain passion. to me Big passion. <laughs> what's, what's explain to me sentient weapons let's let's, let's see what you got on them what you, got. <laughs> you can see my notes <laughs> okay fine i'll take over then <laughs> you explain sentient weapons and they then... possess sentience and personality <laughs> These are just notes. They're not like a script. So well, it was a script before. So use your brain knowledge. Tell me about sentient weapons. Sentient weapons and objects. Sorry. I mean, I yeah. So sentience inside of an object is going to be very interesting because it happens when someone either is trapping a soul inside of something, mm-hmm. or creating a personality, kind of like one would an AI. Mm-hmm. Um. Nowadays, we basically consider it NAI, uh, a deep learning system that has learned to adapt. That's just our technology's way of seeing it. For magic, it can pull from a lot of different places. Depending on where the magic comes from, I can see it being like a call and response, like a programming would be, because a lot of sentience actually isn't as smart as you might think it is. Okay. It's very call and responsy. Um, but there's a lot of them that are very vindictive and have very big goals. And objectives mm. that could be very dangerous or very helpful or both um depending on who's building them really or using them or around them yeah so so they can be created or yes. can it just sort of manifest as well so they can be created i think yeah i think yeah i think they both can either happen um i think that like strong enough magic can definitely create something that has like a goal basically mm. so well <laughs> i i prepared for today's podcast, because um, as you know, this were this topic was one of my ideas because I'm weirdly passionate about <laughs> um, dating sentient objects within tabletop RPG. Um, it's because my, there's a game that's come out that hasn't come out. Yeah, and I'm I'm obsessed with certain types of dating sims, and I really there's a dating sim. Well, it's a dungeon crawler and dating sim where you get to date your weapons to level them up and i'm i'm so keen for it to come out um and my current um character in the campaign that we're playing together uh likes to try and seduce everybody and has discovered that your character has a awakened spell book um so it's sentient and i have tried to seduce it (laughs) i'm trying to seduce it so, I don't know. I've just got a lot of interest in this topic. Um, so, I did a little bit of research. And it was saying that they can be possessed, haunted, or magically self aware. Um, haunted? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to talk about the ethics of them. Um, so, I guess the ethics of creating one. If So, is it possible to transfer someone, someone's, um, is it their soul? into an object purposely i believe so um because i know people can do that to themselves i think 
Is that a thing? Well, it, like story-wise, I don't know what the magic is behind it, but like... Well, think about a lich. Mm-hmm. A lich is someone who takes their soul, and their soul is inside a phylactery. Mm-hmm. Their soul is no longer in their body, but they control their body like from a distance, basically, through a phylactery. Yeah. Um, so their soul is in the phylactery. It's no longer in their body. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a weird possession kind of thing when it comes to their bodies. Um, so that's kind of a way of making a sentient item, is a phylactery. So it'd be a, in my mind, it would be a similar process to that if you're taking someone's soul into an object can you do that to someone against their will um i'd say so yes because like there's spells like magic jar that forcefully remove someone's soul and put it in a jar yeah so that i guess is not i guess has some ethical and moral questions (laughs) i mean there's a lot of stuff like you're killing people anyway in this world for various things um so i guess everything's a little gray um yeah so can we agree that maybe that that is questionable <laughs> the creation the creation of them i'd say it could be definitely questionable yeah um, depending on its ideas i guess or depending on its form of creation and then in terms of possessing one like carrying or wielding one so in my experience in games when i've come across them or other players have they kind of speak to us and then we discover their personality and become attuned to them um yeah in one game i two of our players had one each and one was called dawnbringer and she was um she let off a light and was all about ridding the world of evil and the other weapon another player had was called bloodgetter <laughs> and basically wanted her to kill all the time and if she did the final blow with it it would like absorb its blood and we were waiting because it she had a counter basically when it when it was full something was going to happen so there too like when we were talking about the goals of the sentient objects that they're two different examples of that um i believe those two items were probably like magically created but if you had an object that had been possessed or someone had transferred someone's soul to it, do we think that the entirety of that person is possessing that object? Like, do they remember that they were human or what, like, do they remember that they were alive? And do they... So do they maintain, like, what they had? Yeah, because then the question is, do they want to stay an object and just be used? Because isn't that what's mm. happening? Well, a lot of them have like a special purpose mm-hmm. or some sort of goal. And so that might be if it's like a, they were a person, it could be related to what they wanted in life or it can be something programmed into them. So do you think that them becoming now possessing a sentient object, do you believe they are now that object and it's like a life after their death, and they now have a new purpose? I think if it was like a haunting, it would be more like them living through an item, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they remember. Like, if it's something that someone's forced, it's if, if it's something that someone's been forced into, it could be a process where it's like it removes some of their memory. Mm. Um, or removes their, yeah, like an amnesia effect. Because I think if if they don't 
if they don't remember a life before and are not desiring it, then I think it's fine to just have these sentient objects belong to you. Well, I mean, that's yeah, that's true. Because, like, well, an item is going to still have, like, a um, an alignment, basically. Because mm-hmm. um, the alignment, like, heavily deals in its goals and its stuff like that. Because this is where I was... I was not sure because if if I'm not using my sword, it's probably sheathed. If I'm not using other sentient objects that are not weapons, they're probably in my bag of holding most yeah. of the time. So that was what I was wondering. Like, what are, what are the ethics of shoving a sentient object into a bag of holding? <laughs> for like, it depends on what their senses are. I guess I don't know. All of them have a sense. They can all hear. They can perceive their surroundings. Yes. To a minimum of 30 feet. Mm-hmm. So, but not all of them can communicate the same way as we do. Yeah. So I, I have here that they can either transmit their emotion to the wielder or carrier, or they can speak, read, and understand one-on-one languages. Or they can do that and also telepathically communicate to their carrier or wielder. Yeah. I know the way people play it is that it's usually when you interact with the object, it Mm -hmm. talks to you. But what happens when you're not? Hmm. That might deal with, like, the conflict portion of this. So a thing with sentient items is that with their alignment and their characteristics and special purpose and all that... There's something that is going to happen, probably, called a conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a charisma check battle, basically. Mm-hmm. And so if it wins, it can make a request. Yeah. Like it, it requests that uh, it be carried at all times. The item can demand that it's built or disposes of anything that item finds repugnant mm-hmm. or pursue an item or just give demands. And um, isn't it that if if that person refuses to do what the item wants, that it can um, make it so they can't attune to it, it can control its own activated properties, and I believe it can even attempt to take control of the person that is wielding yes. it or carrying it. So a very it, dangerous idea. So it does have a way to... My worry originally was that it had no way to exercise any kind of control or like that it had no upper hand in negotiating anything it wanted because if it couldn't do those things yeah you could just do whatever you wanted with it um which didn't seem very fair or ethical um that's one of yeah that's one of the big things with magical items that are sentient is they can force their physical like physically force basically their will upon you regardless of what you want (laughs) so therefore if i tried to seduce a sentient object and wanted to date it yes it wouldn't i couldn't force it to do anything like i couldn't force it to be complicit without like it has a way to like object yes so it's not so it it is okay for me to 
date it if it wants to date me then. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go through a couple of... Giving a special purpose mm-hmm. to a sending item is optional. Mm. A sending item could just exist. And it could exist, mind you, with a ranging of intelligence between 3 and 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, like, if it has an intelligence of below 5, mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible at all <laughs> to... Like it just wouldn't respond? Well, I mean, I, according to the rules of intelligence, it, they would start losing language abilities and stuff like that with a too low intelligence. But it says that, that, like, out of the methods of communication, at base, it can transmit emotion. So I could tell that if it felt the same way about me as I do it. Yes, but is it going to be like a puppy sees you? Where it's like, hello, I'm a sword. I stab people. <laughs> That's bad. Okay, well, maybe I just have puppy swords. Okay, well, that, that's if it has a too low of an intelligence, I'd say. <laughs> Otherwise, it has a personality. Okay. But for the most part, I like having sentient weapons that have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to go through these ten purposes that it has lined out for us. Okay. And ask you if you could, conv- if you could work with or convince a sentient weapon with this per- with these purposes. Yeah. To date you, even though its purpose is something else. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So. The first one we got is aligned. The item seeks to defeat or destroy those of a diametrically opposed alignment. Mm-hmm. Could you utilize that in your dating scenario? How are you going to utilize that purpose that it has to date it, to to court it? If that's its purpose, it doesn't mean that's its entire, like, everything, right? If it has personality, I mean, that's its main goal. But wouldn't it want companionship along? And it dep- <laughs> I mean, maybe companionship. But Maybe you can give like... a sentient item an objective it pursues, perhaps to the exclusion of all else. So it's a perhaps. So maybe. Well, I'm not going to exclude. On, it depends what my alignment is compared to its, right? Because if if we're well, yeah. diametrically opposed, it's going to want to kill me anyway. So that's probably just not going to happen. And yeah, <laughs> That seems to be an incompatible courtship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but if we're if but if we're aligned, yes, if you're that could aligned, be beautiful. As long as you'd like to agree to destroying those that oppose you, um, yeah, like Don't I mean, worry, they're, okay, they're not all an, this bad. As an adventurer in a tabletop RPG, yes, that's kind of what you're doing anyway. Like if you're if you're good, okay, yes, yeah, right. That's actually a really good point. What if yeah, you're neutral? Neutral, neutral. Well, <laughs> an item that has the aligned purpose cannot be neutral. Ah, okay. It's either good or evil. It's one of the other ones. It's just not true neutral. Okay. Yeah. You think you could date one? If if we had aligned alignments. Okay. Possibly. If you as an adventurer had... who was yes, there is okay. a possibility. Yes. Okay. Bane. Mm-hmm. The item seeks to destroy or defeat creatures of a particular kind, such as fiends, shape changers, trolls, or wizards. So it's very particular with what it wants to kill. Well, I would not date someone who is racist, and this kind of feels like that. <laughs> I would agree. So do you think this is a... Well, okay, let me put it this way. Just because I want to date sentient objects and weapons does not mean I want to date all sentient objects and weapons. Okay. We still have to, like, have some kind of compatibility and attraction. Okay. 
So if you were to pick up one that had this purpose, you wouldn't try. What are the what are the things it's racist against? It could be any specific type of something. Like the examples are like fiends, shape changers, trolls, or wizards. So it could be class, it could be race, it could be origin, it could be anything. People that use the word so forth could be, you know, targeted. <laughs> things that it considers pretentious pricks. <laughs> mm. Most likely not. Um Unless it was something like, you know, if I was a paladin and I didn't, I, I was also like anti undead or something, and it was, there's, there's potential okay. there. Potential. Yeah. Okay. There's situations. very specific. Yeah. Very specific situation. Yes. When I say me, I'm talking about the broader population. Like I'm. Oh, it's your... the royal we. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Well, because my my play characters could be... I have many different types of player characters and then they could be more in the future that fit all sorts of situations. Okay. What about Protector? The item seeks to defend a particular race or kind of creature. That seems quite noble. Yeah, and that's that's a lot easier, right? Yes, yeah. Crusader. The item seeks to defeat, weaken, or destroy the servants of a particular deity. Mm. Now keep in mind this could be something as bad as like defeat the followers of Lolth versus defeat the followers of Paylor. Two different yeah. diametrically opposed ideas. If it is blanket all, maybe not. Because well, I it's think... the servants of a particular deity. So it's just servants. all of the servants of one deity. That's not like followers, it's their servants. Well... Depends on what you define. No, because I think that generally when I play a character, yeah. I don't blanket judge like i would still give people a chance to like be redeemed how noble <laughs> generally you wouldn't survive a day in the world of being laid <laughs> it depends. back in my day we just killed everything we found on the path mm. no okay so well, I maybe i not. don't know about my current character though that's true mm. But Templar, the item seeks to defend the servants and interests of a particular deity. See, all the defending ones seem... It it, it depends on who, right? I like guess that's which, true. Yeah. Okay. Destroyer, the item craves destruction and goads its user to fight arbitrarily. Might be fun. <laughs> kill, kill. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're so cute. <laughs> oh my goodness, he just want to kill people. That's so funny. I do not talk like that, ever. No, I'm not saying it's you. (laughs) It's the the gentry we. (laughs) You speak for the royal we, I speak for the gentry. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go kill people. (laughs) Who shall we kill today, oh, well? (laughs) Move on. (laughs) Okay. Glory Seeker. Mm-hmm. The item seeks renown as the greatest magic item in the world by establishing its user as a famous or notorious figure. Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We lift each other up. There we go. Yeah. Lore Seeker. Okay. The item craves knowledge or is determined to solve a mystery, learn a secret, or unravel a cryptic prophecy. Yeah. Could be a fun date. Go do escape rooms. There we go. 
Destiny Seeker. The item is convinced that it and its wielder have key roles to play in future events. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Sure. Like, all of these seem way better than the racist sword. And I mean, probably. <laughs> like, you know? So. Yes. Well, and then the other thing is that you would be dating it, and then you would get to know each other. It doesn't mean you're locked together forever, right? I'm not saying I'm I mean, marrying. I don't want to marry the sentient object. I just Some wanna... of these items would disagree. That's a future problem. Like, no, because if I do the thing, if I don't do the thing at once, maybe it would just not want to be attuned with me anymore. Or maybe it will control you and force you to kill people. Yeah, but can't I just leave it somewhere? <laughs> I'll break up with it in a tavern and then just walk away. Not unless you, uh, not unless it doesn't want that. What if it doesn't it know? Could... Well, it's, it never um, No, there is a, there's got to, if you can date a sentient object, you can break up with a sentient object. Okay. What if that sentient object is toxic and wants to stay together and in doing so forces you to make a charisma check that you fail and it says, no, you have to carry me at all times. And you're like, no. So it tries to control you. How frequently do I have to, don't you do the checks? I can do the checks all the time. Right? So there's... Surely I can't fail forever. Yes, but the sin is already done when you fail it the first time and it's murdered everyone in the tavern. You're kind of screwed within minute two if you fail. Just saying there's a consequence of even trying. Even though it communicates telepathically with me, it doesn't mean that it can read my mind, right? Correct. So I just have to plan a contingency for this sort of thing. Yes. You could do a full-on werewolf cage like oh the full moon's tonight kind of thing or yeah you know just a contingency of oh if i get controlled y'all have to tackle me yeah yeah there's things i would do i think okay like i'm going into these relationships fully aware of the potential consequences if things don't go well correct okay okay yeah so this- i'm not asking you if that's correct i should be telling you that that is what so, i would do so this is like going into a relationship and going i need to set up some, some contingencies, boundaries. some yes. boundaries, yes. just in case the person I decided to date um, is going to use me to murder people. Mm. Is that, that the intention? <laughs> is this a normal conversation of speed dating? Yeah, I mean... This is a very intense version of dating, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, potentially I would maybe get to know the sentient object a bit first. Like, you know, with the racist ones, I'd be like, hey, how do you... Because you're not... Would it, would it communicate... It can communicate with me before we're attuned. Well, some of them don't even require attunement. It, do, it deals with its wielder, not its attuner. Oh, I just won't wield it. Touching it alone could have consequences. Oh, okay. I need some kind of, like, sentient weapon tinder so i don't have to touch it before i get to know it okay (laughs) what if you can't communicate with it unless you're touching it Uh, i don't know but is that even if i don't want to date it yeah and i come across one of the toxic ones it's still going to be a problem right yeah so the dating's kind of like moot point potentially yeah so i just need to have some kind of safety with sentient weapons then yeah maybe a friend i think i need to tell people that i'm close with what i'm doing so they can help me yes right? so that's this would be a very high 
the thing about it is that, yeah, it, it's a very high risk mm. scenario. But if you're willing to make the risks, you could get a quite literally lifelong partner. Yeah. It has its bonuses. Yeah. Now. I think it would be good, though. Yeah. To have, like, a poly sentient weapon. A what? Like, polyamorous. So, like, because. Poly. Okay. Yeah. I thought you like, meant poly, like, as in a poly system. No, Like, no, as no. in, like, ropes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not well, getting where you're actually, going. Actually, sentient ropes. Um, anyway. <laughs> Depends on what you want to do with your sentient bed. Okay, if it was a weapon. Which most of them are. Mm. Okay, so I have to be completely upfront, and I'm not thinking of any of this in any kind of physical like way. It's more of like a an intellectual companionship kind of relationship. So you're trying to say is that you're not looking for sexual needs meeting. No. From a sentient object. Not a probably not a weapon. Depending on the object is like a whole. But then how do you pleasure an object? Well, according to some of them, murder people. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I know they can perceive their surroundings, but I don't think they can feel stuff. Except like the blood that you get from stabbing someone that it wants you to stab. I I would definitely say... That they would be able to feel what the weapon feels, just as like a personal roleplay ways, but mm. okay. But I don't know if any of them have any uh, intended spots of special sensitivity. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But maybe they do, and maybe that's the concern <laughs> we need to deal with. Yes, there could be some. There could be some issues there. Perhaps yes. that is something. That, like, happens as you get to know each other. Yeah, perhaps that is something that happens as you get to know each other. You learn, Mm -hmm. you learn these things first before you dive in too deep. Yes, and and just hope that the object that you are seducing or trying to date is not toxic or problematic and has healthy boundaries as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be honest, that's the kind of sentient object that I would want to date. And they can't mm. all be toxic, right? No. Not all sentient weapons? Not all sentient weapons. Okay. I have another ethical question for you. Oh, okay. My other ethical question. Um, yes. As you know, we often round back to me black widowing people. Yes, this does seem to be a semi-constant theme Mm. of marriage then murder how many how easy would it be (sighs) (laughs) do you know what i'm about to ask continue (laughs) what do you think i'm about to ask i need to hear you say it first i'm not 100 percent sure (laughs) how easy is it or what would I need to know or be to put the souls of ex-lovers into objects? That would go into the creation of it. Yes. If you're going to be taking a person's soul mm-hmm. and binding it to a weapon. Or object. Or an object. You will probably need to, you'll probably need to 
bind their soul to something mm-hmm. or be able to bind their soul mm-hmm. is the thing. So you would probably yeah. be ritually sacrificing them with a focus object mm-hmm. that you bind their soul to. Yeah. Using a fair bit of necromantic um, mm-hmm. power. In that, I'd say if you create it, you're going to run into a problem of random generation of stats. It's going to keep its personality, mm-hmm. a good amount of its knowledge, yeah, and its sensibilities. But you'll be able to. But you'll have some randomness, I think, about how it actually acts, like um, how it communicates, its senses. So I can't control that stuff. Depending on how well you do with the ritual, maybe. So do I basically have to be a necromancer? If your intention is to take someone's soul, mm-hmm. like take it, take it, mm. maybe. Okay. I'd say there could be some conjuration if you were like taking their soul that's already dead and like, or if you're trying to bind a soul that's loose. But if you're stealing it from a body, yeah, I'd say necromancy. No, I mean, like, it's possible that they may already be dead. So you're summoning them back. Well, whichever. I can do it either way. We could okay. do it with a fresh body that's still alive. Necromancy. Or um, we could kill them first. Okay. And then do it. <laughs> that could be evocation. Okay. I just enchantments involved all of it though. There's always enchantment. Yeah. Okay. I don't really know what I want to do with them yet. And maybe I would only do it to the ones that I don't like. So you could keep them? Maybe. Because why keep the ones you don't like? No, because I I like the idea of trapping their souls. Okay. Concerning. But okay. Look, okay. So if I build this Black Widow (laughs) character, I'm not saying she's going to be a player. Necessarily. She probably can't be at this point because I'm... (laughs) There's a lot of stuff going on. If you've listened to the previous podcast episodes, um, there's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin's starting to learn that maybe we <laughs> we don't have um, aligned morals and ethics. Um, but this is totally in a fantasy sort of narrative way. Like, I myself do not want to do this. Just to, just to let you know. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm um, safe. Yeah, so, like, what if they're my little trophies? Or um, what if you made sex toys that were possessed by your ex-lovers. It might work also if they don't know that you killed them, right? Maybe. Like, if you could go, I don't know what happened, but now (laughs) now you're trapped in this dildo. What if you just say, like, I don't know what happened. Now you're trapped in this Object. 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 (laughs) Um, And then you could maybe, like, not keep them together. That would be dangerous. 
Can sentient objects telepathically speak to other sentient objects? I feel like well, they can't. Probably. No. Why? Because yes, they can talk out loud. Okay, so we just have to separate them quite a lot. They each get a bag of holding. It's expensive, but okay. <laughs> I guess We're you are trapping like the souls. High, yeah, high-level necromancy at this point. What's the cost of these spells and rituals? A lot, right? But oh, I will be so cashed up from being a Black Widow. You'll also be wanted by, like, everyone, but okay. That I think we have to... There'll be a future podcast where we discuss how I hide my crimes. <laughs> I think we're going to have a future discussion of character <laughs> creation of this creature that you've decided is a thing. I would love this to be a big bad. Because the way I was running Strahd was that, like I've talked about her before, is that my Strahd was a countess and she just wanted to be surrounded by beautiful people that would love her. Um, yes. So I feel like I would sort of feed off that energy. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I would really love to. We should do a future thing where we we develop this character. Must. Mm. The story. I've become ridiculously obsessed with this person. Black Widow. <laughs> Necro Widow. Should we go back to the podcast? Maybe. Um, um, where were we? <laughs> Uh, we were okay. We were discussing me trapping the souls of ex-lovers and in different objects and keeping uh-huh. them separate. Okay, so you've just trapped the souls. Mm-hmm. Let's go for one. You've just trapped the soul of an ex-lover mm-hmm. in a promiscuous object. Mm-hmm. The object has realized your intention, and whilst your beginning of its intended use <laughs> yes it decides it doesn't want to okay so you now must roll a constitution uh, con- not a constitution you now must roll a charisma saving throw yeah or charisma check yeah which is worse against this thing okay let's say you fail yeah and it's like stop and you're like no i'm the master <laughs> yes and it's like, well, screw you then. It tries to control That's you. That's the point. Sorry. <laughs> That's what I'd say. If it said screw you, I'd be like, exactly. <laughs> I guess that's kind of the point. It now controls you mm-hmm. for 1d12 hours. Mm. Now, a point to be made. Yes. You're just, you're charmed. You're charmed by this thing. It doesn't technically control you. Yeah. But you must try and follow the item's commands. Mm-hmm. What if the item is just like, kill me or kill yourself? I thought, it, I thought charm, you can't get them to hurt themselves. That's the spell charm. Oh. This is, you are charmed. So if you have an effect that makes you resistant, this would affect mm-hmm. it. But... The condition of the charmed is the wielder must try to follow the item's commands. Mm. If the wielder takes damage, they can repeat it. Um, and whenever the and whether the attempt to control its user succeeds or fails, the item can't use this again until the next dawn. So it's a once a day thing. Mm-hmm. But that means it could be doing it once a day. Mm-hmm. Like if this is an other item that you keep on you, like a ring or something, mm-hmm. this could just be constantly happening to you. 
especially if it's a jilted lover that you have soul trapped mm -hmm. into an item that you are going to abuse. Okay. To be honest, I was <laughs> I wasn't going to do that for my own use. I was just going to do that because it was funny. Um, it is definitely something, but <laughs> also, well, then are you selling these things? I might as well. Like you need the money apparently because you're they, yeah, spending well, so much money on these rituals. What if I just created this business, which was like you know the most advanced pleasuring object ever? That also might own, hate they you. They all have personalities. Okay. So you've set up a service where you create <laughs> items of pleasure that you can also bond intellectually with. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So would you run this service kind of like one of those websites or one of those places where you can send... I would sell them. I wouldn't... I don't think I would rent them out. That seems wrong. That seems I like a lot. I just want the object to be, like, gone. Okay. So is this very similar, but would you run this business in a very similar fashion where someone would send in someone and you would do the transfer? <laughs> oh, I never thought of it that way. I could. Kind of like those people who like to send in their dead cats so they can get their fur turned into <laughs> pouches or something. Yes. No, because then they would be, they would most likely be willing then. Like if they had died of natural causes. Okay. Like there's a chance that you're going to get ones that were murdered. Let's be fair. But I feel like you would have some sort of agreement that the person who sent the body in understands the risks. Like, okay, you know, we this is a service that we do. Have your loved one with you forever. You can choose the object. We have many models that you can choose from. Um, but be aware that. We have a really good friend that lives in a giant cave who's a dragon who's giving us some modeling tips. <laughs> uh, he's not a good dragon, though. He's pretty bad. Um, yeah, so there's just some terms and conditions with it, I guess. Yes. And they have to be my ex-lovers. The risk is all on them. At that point, yes. Well, kind of. You're also practicing pretty dark magic <laughs> in a business sense. Mm. Which could be fine, depending on your locale and yeah availability. Like, I know none of this is ethical. But also, you might be providing someone with a way to hang on to a, a love that was taken away before their time. Yes. You're also condemning an object to live forever. Is there a way to undo this magic? I've always assumed that it's really easy. <laughs> you just break it. <laughs> Like, gosh, I just dropped it. <laughs> oh, there's Jeff. He's dead. What, like, what forever. I love is that, like, however many years on, adventurers are crawling through a dungeon or maybe, like, a town that had been, like, raised to the ground and they're, they're searching through rubble for treasure and then just find, like, multiple objects, mm. some of them possibly sexual, that are sentient. <laughs> That would be bad. <laughs> Very. It would be so funny. And what? And the problem is, and I can imagine this scenario. <laughs> the four adventurers find themselves deep in the dungeon. The rock around them. 
This is your door. Locked tight, made of lead. The rogue opens it. And in their head, all they hear is screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Dozens of souls screaming. (laughs) And they open the door to an old, yet clean, room. With many display cases (laughs) and shelves. All upon which are items of unimaginable design. And you can just tell that each one of them is screaming. I think my shop would have, I think I would use um, Demiplane and have them all separated. Oh, that's a, that's a rough, that's a rough one. Yes, yes you could. <laughs> so you so just I just open access, it when you need. Yeah, whichever, room. whichever, no, but that I think they'd all be on their own. I can make it comfortable for them, but then that way... They're just an object, though. No, <laughs> what kind of comfort can you... You don't want them all telepathically screaming at you while you're in the store. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> it's bad uh, for business. Well, yeah. Well, some of them some of them don't even have the intelligence or wherewithal to know. But if I, thing, did it, too, if I did it as a service, not a store... Mm-hmm. Then it wouldn't be fine. It would just be models, just, yeah. yeah. they'd just come in and out and like... It'd probably be easier as a surface than a store. Yeah, yeah. Because you could also, really, if you think about it, there's different ways of creating magical items mm-hmm. that are sentient. A good example yeah. in my mind is the Awaken spell. The mm-hmm. Awaken spell has the ability of giving sentience to a tree mm-hmm. or a bunny. But not from that case, an existing soul that just gives it an like a created personality. Yes, but you could basically create an awakened sense inside of an object using magic. So it's not a soul; it's just a thing created. So I just create sentient, but potentially objects for pleasure. And they you would give them the the purpose of you know <laughs> protector or glory seeker. <laughs> You know, I <laughs> um, guess the, the glory seeker is a popular model. Yes, it is. <laughs> Install it into your wall. It's easy. I really want to Google glory seeker sex story and see if it That's really exists. Such a dangerous thing to ever put in Google. But okay. Okay. Back on the like ex lover thing, I think that would be more. I know it's dangerous, but I think if you were already that far gone that you were black widowing people and you always felt scorned by your lovers if they didn't love you and that's probably why you killed them all um yeah putting their souls into objects just to trap them somewhere oh yeah yeah it's just like eternal torment kind of stuff yeah it probably wouldn't sell those ones no that's that's the kind of thing you just shove in a demi plane and forget the lock yeah 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 just so many demi planes with X. Or you in them. put in a bag of holding, rip a hole in it, and toss it in a hole. <laughs> well, it would automatically become a hole, and you just lose them all to the astral plane. <laughs> well, the yeah, would you just put them in the astral plane? You could. Just I a lot cheaper feel like the idea of demi plane, just because like you, you could, could re- go back. You could go back if you wanted. Yeah, could. Yeah. Probably not should, but, you know. <laughs> that could. <laughs> Maybe check on them after, like, a hundred years and see if they've they've thought things through. <laughs> yeah, I feel like 
This is going to be like, there's going to be a whole season of Black Mirror based on everything I've been saying in our podcast. Oh, probably. It's <laughs> a lot. Because basically the whole thing is, yeah, you've, you've basically just monetized the trapping of souls. Mm-hmm. Consensually or not. Because, okay, if you create, if you awaken items. Yeah. And you're basically creating AI, then you just encounter all the the ethical questions about AI, right? Yeah. Very similar with Warforged and such. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot to ponder. Because in addition, most, if not all, magical items that have sentience are, of course, the D&D you know, manual isn't going to be telling you this, but it's only going to show you the useful ones, but they usually have special abilities. Mm-hmm. They're not just a ring that can talk to you. They're usually a ring that can talk to you that does this or mm-hmm. does this. They're always not. They are the ones. The examples that we're given a lot of the time are pretty much always powerful magical items. Yeah. Independent of, the, of its sentience. Yeah. Which makes you wonder if that's a component that has to be where it has to be already powerful magic. Because if that's the case, then you have a problem with your whole sex toy thing because your sex toys are also fireball flinging <laughs> monstrosities because <laughs> you had to put a spell in them or something, you know? Yeah, okay. And then you could run into the problem of, well, if you could put it into this soul, someone could get the wrong hands and take that and shove it into a warforged. <laughs> now it's got a body. You've just basically just made a person again. Just, but at this point, they had the experience of being soul broken. You're, you're always poking holes in my like plans. Well, isn't that what you want, fun. though? Yeah, you want to have you want to have a no. Isn't that what you want with a, having a war force? Because then it's a more personable experience. Yeah, that's true. Or you have a war forge where you enchant the different pieces of it to different souls. So it's schizophrenic, basically. I guess, like, we'll probably go into it when we build this this character. But then that that's the way to defeat her, is that you find these objects, create Warforged that hate her, and then just send them all after it. I'm pretty sure that's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, not the whole, like, sending an AI after someone, but, like, finding all the ex-lovers and then going after that's definitely a movie somewhere. Probably. I couldn't think of it. Um, but yeah. Well, it looks like I have some thinking to do before yes. I try to this do This might be something we return in a different title. <laughs> yeah. I told you that when you kept saying this was the ethics of sentient objects, that they're very much just going to be discussing. Of course. <laughs> the romancing. Well, you went away from romancing a while ago. You yeah, started trapping things. In I know. I had an idea toys. as we as we were talking, and I've just run with it. I think eh. that it, specifically in terms of romance, I think that it would have to be you wouldn't you wouldn't want to force it anyway. I think that you would try to be friends first because that is a good basis for yeah. any relationship, and then that would allow you to make sure that you have similar goals and ideals and then you could form a beautiful yeah relationship you'd have to find out its purpose like you like Mm. you would any good relationship figure out their goals in life with the extra warning that it could just take over you to Mm -hmm. achieve those goals regardless of if you know them or not so it's a lot more prepping Mm -hmm. 
it's kind of like it's not like never mind i was gonna say it's like going to a speed dating in a in a in a mental facility but uh <laughs> you just never know what you're gonna get um but Maybe no it's I more could... just crazy it's interesting yeah. stuff, perhaps i could seek out Maybe i have to add somewhere are you a sentient weapon that has these goals uh, life goals and ideals well get in touch <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> Missed connection. <laughs> you were a sentient item sitting on a street. <laughs> I heard you. I looked at you. In... You couldn't see me because I was beyond 30 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were sentient. It was a bit hard to tell. But I could definitely hear you screaming. <laughs> Someone was screaming. I thought it was you. Maybe you were just a dagger and someone else is being, yeah, someone else is definitely getting murdered. Never mind. Please disregard. I think it might be, oh, no, but that doesn't, I was about to say maybe it's better to awaken things and try and start relationships with those, but then you're just dating AI. Or are you? Depends on how a soul is made. Mm, um, I feel like I don't know what else to say about this without getting into something like whole other okay. topic <laughs> we'll, we'll start we'll start an only fans for that one it'll be fun. <laughs> who knew we would round out to talking about sentient sex toys but um oh man actually if only we 100 knew that that was where we were gonna go with this if you yeah. didn't you were kidding it's almost like we're the ones who put the landmines down <laughs> <laughs> do we have i don't know how to like conclude what we've talked about <laughs> I believe that the ethics of creating magical sentient items is iffy at best. Mm -hmm. But as long as you come in prepared, the dating and romancing of them isn't going to be too bad. Mm -hmm. But then there's the ethics of... It's basically the creation that I have the biggest problems with. Once they're yeah. already there, you just have to be careful. Yeah. Because the ethics is just like dating anyone else, but just kind of a... This is a very powerful, dangerous possibility yeah i would like you to can get around that it wasn't that easy to create these it's probably things. not easy that's true yeah. it probably requires a ton of effort and that's why there's not very many of them mm. um well it said that like when i looked the thing up it said like just under they reckon under one percent of objects are sentient Did they give and i was like percentage? that seemed i don't know that's I read a freaking it. lot I know, that's what I thought. But then I was like, are they saying under 1% and that could be anything from 0. 0.001? <laughs> I know, it seemed like a lot to me because I'm like, one in a hundred swords being sentient is a lot of sentient swords. Yeah, that's really dangerous. It's mm. a lot. I feel like it should be a lot less common than it feels. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if like... There's just a lot of problems with them because if, if they chuck a tantrum and then just take control of you for 12 hours, mm -hmm. that's so dangerous. Yeah. Depending on their goals. Yeah. I've just thought of, you know, how we world built, well, we want to properly world build the dead magic place and this, mm -hmm. and this black widow. Imagine a town that you come across and everyone's just controlled by the scent. Because you know how I was talking to you before we started streaming about how you can be a playable, there's a thing someone wrote so you could be a playable sentient yeah. weapon. Imagine coming across a village and everybody was controlled by sentient objects. 
It was I like would, um. I'd love that as a, some some kind of dungeon or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we should do that in the future. Basically, a place where a magical item can go to live a normal life. Yeah, because then you would go there, and if you engaged in any kind of combat, everything is a powerful magical weapon. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, you got woe down the street over here. You got yourself some black razor. He's not nice. He will try to kill you. That's why he's in a cage. Moonblade's an Elvis racist. Whelm. Whelm won't stop shutting the hell up about... No, it's not Whelm. Sorry. Wave won't shut the hell up about the ocean. I think that'd be really interesting. Because maybe it would be that they would just be living peacefully... Unless you were the target of any of their goals. Or maybe oh, they yeah, thought they'd achieved their goal to their, like... <sighs> Retired sentient items. Yes. They just want to live a nice life. But if you threaten that existence, that's when you have to start. Now, it's a dragon's <laughs> horde. And it's a dragon who purposely seeks out magical items that are sentient, that have fulfilled their idea. Ooh. But then he just put basically puts them in a dollhouse and plays pretend... Yeah! Hi there, my name is Well. I can talk. Yes, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Kissy, kissy, kissy. Stop this. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We'll be releasing episodes weekly. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please follow us where you listen to your favorite podcasts. And we would love for you to review us on iTunes so that everyone can find out how great we are. You can also find us at twitch.tv forward slash we didn't roll for this where we stream our recordings live, as well as other tabletop RPG and world-building content. See you next time. Bye! Goodbye!